Welcome to the videocast, A Regenerative Future. This is a videocast where we dig deeper into the solutions on how we together can create a more regenerative future. We invite every week inspiring guests who all have in common that they act on the solutions to create a better world for all of us. So get ready to be inspired and get tons of concrete advice on how you can contribute. Today's special guest is Lena Alexandra Eyen. She now runs her own com company, contributing to making other people grow and follow their dreams. She believes that everything is possible and have herself won both Dancing with the Stars and a powerlifting championship. So welcome, Lena Alexandra. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, Chris. I've been really looking forward to this and uh, also digging a bit deeper into you believe everything is possible. Can't you take us through what has shaped you in your life to actually basically start to believe it, but also still believing in uh, that everything is possible? I am uh, grown up in a small village uh, called Trøksta. I think it's maybe like 5,000 people living there or something. Um, and uh, my mom and dad, they always uh, wanted to raise me uh, in freedom. So um, I could do pretty much what I wanted to do. Um, I danced ballet while I was four, singing in the church choir and in the school choir. And I was playing humble and football for 10 years. And uh, four years old or five, I think I decided that I wanted to be a pop star. And um, yeah, that's maybe not what everybody else in Trøksta said or thought or dreamt about, but I was a little girl with big dreams. And um, my mom and dad, they, they did not uh, try to tell me that it was not possible. They were cheering for me. So I think that's pretty much why I could think big. Uh, early, I guess. Yeah, and that's really cool. I should probably be the one living in Truckster because I, when I was that age, I wanted to be a farmer. So maybe that was more. Really? Uh, <laughs> wow. Like, that's yeah. So but, but, but still, I also was taught that uh, kind of everything is possible, and I think that's probably yeah. why I have I have also tried so many different things in in life. But yeah. it's interesting then uh, to then tap into kind of what is your then advices uh, to all the listeners out there. If you kind of tap into those who have kids or those who are kind of a supportive spouse and friend in order to make people believe that they can do everything. What would you uh, advise other people to do for their friends or the kids uh, so they also grow up believing everything is possible? Uh, when I'm working with my coaching or uh, talking with friends um, I always share for them to follow their dreams uh, I think it's important to be positive and to make other people see uh, the potential because we have a lot of potential but uh, sometimes we are insecure in ourselves and then it's good to have some other person who can see uh, all the potential that you got and yeah just to i don't know uh, lift others because i think that we uh, rise by lifting others so it's about karma you know so if you <laughs> give someone a compliment i mean i'm more like american 
maybe. <laughs> so uh-huh. I talk to people I don't know at the tram and I try to lift as many people as I can. And uh, I think everybody should do that uh, instead of trying to pull people down to make themselves feel good. Yeah. And then my next question is, why do you think Norwegians maybe in particular or maybe even many uh, um, countries in the world have so high threshold for cheering on people, saying something positive to strangers, and we're much more likely to kind of give them a bit of hate, give them a bit of criticism. Why do you think that's uh, so easy to be, I would say, bad to other people, but not uh, being nice? I think... Or I know <laughs> that uh, when you don't feel good about yourself, it's not easy to cheer for others because uh, it's enough uh, with the feelings inside of your head and uh, you have enough with yourself. So it's about the uh, internal and external locus of control. So if you are confident and feel good about yourself and you are proud of what you do, you do what you say you're gonna do and our discipline, for example, you have the feeling of mastery, it's easier for you to cheer for others. Uh, Uh And also I think it's a little bit individual. I have always been inspired by the high performers. And for me today to be able to coach the already high performing people and make them even better and support them as leaders or entrepreneurs or whatever, it's, it feels really good because um, a lot of people want to, you know, pull them down because they're too good. They don't need any applaud. But I, I am the one who is sharing for the people who's already good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It makes me I really inspired. Yeah. And I love that. I don't think anybody deserves to kind of get less praise. I always think it's enough praise in the world to give everybody praise. And I love that. And then uh, advice you actually say here is fill your own cup so you won't uh, be so bad to others. Because if you're kind of balanced and have a good time with yourself, you will also be good to others. I think that's a good learning to have. But then in the we all have those not so good times in our lives. What is the kind of uh, learnings that you have made yourself when you have had maybe people really criticizing you, really maybe had some lows in your uh, either championships or careers or dancing or whatever you have had. What's the kind of biggest learnings and periods of uh, not feeling so cheered and praised? I think one of the reasons I'm uh, good at lifting others and uh good at supporting people uh, during difficult times in my coaching is because I've I've been on the top and I've been on the bottom. Uh, I've been down in the dark and I've been, you know, all up there. So um, I, I know the black and the white and the grays between and I can uh, calibrate and figure out where people are and meet them there. And um, I don't know, sometimes it's difficult. I think all people have periods in life where they are depressed, exhausted or whatever. And of course, that's not a good place to be. Uh, But what I really, uh, what I usually do uh, when I have a little (laughs) down in the valley, um, I try to focus on health first, uh, because Mm -hmm. if you don't have the health, you don't have anything. And I focus on the foundation. So for example, enough sleep, enough food uh, and training. And if 
you are exhausted and cannot even train, do yin yoga, meditation, walk in the woods, uh, hug a tree <laughs> and hug someone that you love and uh, make, uh, make someone that you care about listen to you, you know? Because sometimes you, mm. you need to be seen because when you are on the rock bottom, you feel like shit, you feel you haven't managed anything and you feel like the life is over. So then it is important to think, what have I achieved? You know, for example, I was in the uh, psychiatry, what's the hospital? Uh, not normal hospital, what is it called in English? Um, I don't know, but I, I know where you like yeah, for, uh, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> I was, I was uh, making um, a presentation where yeah. I wrote down all the things that I had managed. And that mm. helped me a lot because sometimes we forget all the things we actually have managed. We always think about the next goal and it should be a little bit better, you know, uh, but to actually think about, I actually did this and I did this. And I did this. Mm. And if I manage this, I can do more. Mm. And also what I did was to use the strength training to get me back because you get the mastery, you know, the um, dopamine, the natural hormones. Mm. Uh, and that's like actually preventing you from depression. <sighs> I love that. And especially it's so uh, kind of uh, connecting to what I have thought so much about lately is the fundament. And I usually like do a lot of amazing things for the world and for a lot of people, but then, okay, I forgot to eat. I forgot to exercise. Like, so always trying to get myself back to the fundament. And if everything else fails, uh, I would at least be proud of getting the fundament in place. And then everything on top of that is extra. Instead, we try to do everything else and then we skip the fundament. It's uh, at least in the long term, that's not sustainable. No, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have been there. Um, I mean, too extreme, too much, too fast, easy come, easy yeah. come uh, black or white. But uh, what I have learned um, during the years, um, working too much, too hard, training too yeah. hard, to extreme diets or whatever uh, is that it's not sustainable in in the long run so it's better to change small things a little mm. by little and better the routines and uh, have a good structure so that's pretty much what I do uh, when I work with for example a businessman 40 to 50 years old who has like been working too much and everything is a chaos they come to me and i help them to structure uh, their week and uh, to help them set the boundaries and focus on their goal and their values so they can live in line with their values and become a stronger version of themselves mm. and i love that and i also now remember that i saw you trained and coached people of many different ages uh what's kind of your tips to kind of those who maybe feel that they're too old to kind of uh, begin over or too young or those who just want to kind of have a normal health uh, out there in all ages um it's really weird but this you know age thing it's like uh discriminating uh, something going on and uh <laughs> what i really like is um 
when people are like 40, 50s, a lot of people come into this like midlife crisis. And I understand that because you're maybe been working really hard for a long time for a career and you maybe got married, gotten those kids, you know, done everything that you're supposed to do. And then you like, hmm, is this it? What now? <laughs> and I think that's really interesting uh, phase to go into. And uh, then I just, you know, try to uh, focus on their values and also to uh, make them think about what they are actually thankful for uh, instead of you know chasing more and more and more one step backwards and what are you actually thankful for and what is important in your life I mean not what everybody else thinks but what's important for you you know and uh, a lot of people have, I don't know, been listening to what everybody else says and, you know, buying that Porsche because that's what really matters, you know. And then when they start to actually slow down and think their own thoughts, hmm, maybe leasing that Porsche for 11,000 kroners per month is not that important. I mean... Mm. I think it's really exciting when I help people to do changes and when you can get like businessmen 40, 50 years old going to yoga. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And I especially like the way you're saying, like, listen to your own inner voice and actually what's important to you not try to live anybody else's life. And yeah. I think... I've been there too. Like I wanted to fit in like everything every day, like meditation for an hour, training for an hour, living the life, both uh, kind of as an extrovert, but also the introverted part and then succeeding in life, love and everything and partying and whatever. You can't do everything. It's now, now I have this kind of, okay, must wins every day. And that's kind of basically more to the fundament. And then a lot of the other things is a plus uh, sometimes and not every day even sometimes I can okay I just want to kind of move my body and sometimes that's a gym workout sometimes that's just kind of a walk with my dog so also not be too strict on yourself that it needs to look similar every single day but it can look different mm -hmm. uh, so that's at least to me the kind of flexibility yeah yeah did you say must win yeah must yeah. win. So kind of, uh, we usually use that uh, at work in strategy, like this is the key three priorities, for example. So for me, okay. it's like I, I need to drink water. I need to uh, move my body. Uh, I need to be a bit outside and I need to sleep while I meditate. That's basically my five. And it can be five minutes of meditation if I can't have more time, but just like at least try to get it in. Uh, yeah. So I'm much more flexible with my routines than I was before. But then mm -hmm. we had a conversation last time in my podcast and we argued because many of us have been quite strict and then we're able to be flexible. But yeah. if I went totally to flexibility first, I'm not sure if I would be able to keep it up. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, agree. I think um, I have been quite extreme. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's like negative. Uh, I've been uh, a perfectionist also, and that's uh, many reasons. One of the reasons I have actually succeeded with a lot of things, I mm. think. Uh, but um, you 
can't be a perfectionist and extreme in all areas, you know? So you have to think about what is good enough and what is most important now. So it depends where you are at. Uh, For example, first of all, you have to think about the Maslow's, you know? Uh, You have to have enough money to live. You have to have food. You have to have roof over your head and all that stuff. Uh, And then you climb upwards and when you have all this covered, you can focus after a while more on, you know, developing yourself, self-development mm. and all that stuff. But you have to listen to your body and not do too many things at once because then it will not be possible. And that's what wow. I do when I have new clients also. I figure out where they are you know are you down there we have to fix the foundation first or are you ready for some more you know how much can you take and um i think it's important to um yeah listen to yourself and what you can actually achieve and handle exactly where you are right now yeah i love that and also uh, it reminds me of the kind of regenerative leadership is basically about looking to nature. So we have some seasons that are kind of extreme or cold and so on, but then you have some that are in the middle. So you yeah. kind of have these seasons and that's also a bit of the regenerative. You can be extreme as long as you have an arresting period after, then you can be extreme again. Uh, exactly. But we try to be extreme all the time. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. for example, now in two weeks and four days, I'm competing in the national championship in bench press. Ooh. So yeah. now I'm more like uh, in my performance bubble and more into that. But, and I have to like be 57 kilos or under that to compete in my class. But, you know, as fast as it's over, it's, having like the celebration with a burger and to go back to more like fit-ish chill, you know? So I don't go on extreme diet every day, you know, because that's not really life, is it? No, it's not. But I think it's so, and thank you for sharing kind of both sides of it. I think what social media usually shows is only like that competitor shape. And then everybody believe I need to be that every single day. No, they're probably like that six, uh, like a couple of months and then they're off again. So we mm-hmm. need to show both sides. It's uh, really good that you're saying it's uh, not normal to be in that shape uh, all year round. <laughs> no, it's actually... Um not really good for your mental health either to be too low in fat percentage Uh, I used to compete in fitness before and that's kind of extreme and you get really bitchy and grumpy (laughs) right before you're coming on stage so you just put on that fake smile and (laughs) deliver and then when it's over everybody just wants to eat (laughs) (laughs) I can totally get that but in the preparations of you have both one dancing with the stars uh, powerlifting other stuff how do you kind of uh, prepare and keep yourself motivated through such a long period of preparation and performance? Oh, do you think it's long? I guess it depends on how hungry you are yeah. and how much 
we want to achieve the goal um and uh especially dancing with the stars uh i in 2008 i did a huge change where i went from glamour model and artist with my boobs are okay a single that i released and i wanted to do a change in my life uh, because i felt that i had a bigger potential and more that i was giving out to the world uh, i wanted to go inside of myself to figure out uh who am i because i was you know playing a part and pretending to be something that i was not to getting where i wanted to be a pop star and i made it of course <laughs> like internationally and everything but when i came there i was like is this it <laughs> and yeah. then i wanted to do a change um so i removed the silicone breasts that i had because i thought that was a good way to get out because uh, the management and everything it was like everything was built around that uh, character uh, mm. so i thought if i just remove that i can move on and also i was asked to be in the dancing with the stars and uh, when i uh, i was about to compete uh, my manager in norway he went out in the biggest paper and said uh, that's like a football player cutting his leg off before wow world championship or something yeah wow. and also my uh manager from um internationally he said why change a winning team <laughs> and Ooh. i was uh, on the lowest on the betting list and that was exactly what i needed to get really fired up and i was like you don't think i have the chance to win okay so let's do this and i was uh, more motivated than ever and i had nothing to lose either because nobody believed in me and mm. i'm not sure if i even did myself and mm. i was like if you just work hard focus do everything that you have to do dance best to get good grades from the uh, judges uh four to eight hours per day and i also visualized lying in bed dancing you know and uh I, if i just you know did it all all in <laughs> i thought maybe there was a chance you know that i could get to the next program <laughs> yeah. and then uh hard work um for a longer period um with also my family and friends cheering for me uh every <laughs> program every friday mm. so i was lucky and um yeah it was really painful in the end i mean i i wanted to give up and uh, i was crying and everything uh but i had people around me saying you just have to do it you have to continue and i was like crying and i was like okay so i i glad i'm glad they pushed me because otherwise i would wouldn't have done that so i'm thankful yeah and i love that and so many people have uh, told a bit of the same story and i also can relate i remember my childhood teacher said to me you will never be able to speak in front of people uh and then I, and then i was like hell yeah i'm gonna show you that i'm uh, gonna speak on stages for thousands of people and today i do exactly that but i think sometimes oh, it helps yeah but sometimes it helps with those people who are saying you can't do it because you then get fired up but then still you have to perform and still yeah. you have to kind of it's only 48 hours for many that's kind of a lot and, and a long period but then i think i really love what you say if we have those people cheering on us 
we can do the most incredible stuff. And it seemed oh, like yeah. you had those people. Yeah. Yeah. My mother um, has always been cheering for me and she was there and also has friends. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty strong alone, but you can go even further or longer if you have the right people and the right energy around you. I'm mm. highly sensitive and uh, I have to be careful what people I have around because if I have uh, the wrong people, it's not good. But if I have the right people, I mean, uh, I get even stronger. And um, yeah, I, I'm really thankful that I have had people that has believed in me when I didn't believe in myself and people who pushed me uh, when I was about to give up. And uh, mm -hmm. also to uh, make the impossible possible, impossible. That's, uh, that feels really good. Yeah, that's awesome. It warms my heart. Uh, so gather your tribe and you can make uh, the impossible possible. I love that. Yeah, and also that's really interesting before when I was younger, I maybe tried to be liked by everybody, you know, and uh, the latest years, I think it's better to have a smaller tribe to like me for the one that I actually am. So the more I am myself uh, out in the world, the more I attract the people that are similar to me and my tribe and my family. And uh, I love that. It's uh, a lot of cool people, high performers and colorful people. And uh, that's, that's when I feel that I can be even more myself. Yeah, I love that. So that's also another advice there, but uh, saying that like the more you are yourself, the more you actually attract the right people. I think it's so true. Uh, that's really cool. But then I want to also now, we're coming uh, shortly to an end, but I just want to spend a couple of minutes also in the end here to ask you about what's the dreams that you will follow now going forward? What is the things you're looking forward to in your own life? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, I have achieved a lot of goals. Uh, well, even more than I thought I would do. Uh, so it's been a while since I've had uh, huge dreams and goals. Uh, I haven't really created new ones. So um, <laughs> now it's like one silly thing, like going to the Maldives. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's still on the bucket list. I haven't done that yet, actually, even if I've been to 52 countries. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm studying at the Bay now, um, yeah. leadership. And uh, I think it's really, really exciting with um, uh, this uh, organization, psychology and uh, leadership uh, performance development uh, so uh, I don't know more doing more of that and that's similar to what I do today you know I, I coach leaders and help them mm. perform I I think it's really really exciting uh, with people and uh, to be able to coach people to perform even better I think that's uh, so fun yeah and we need many, many more of that if we look to the statistics of how people actually are doing in today's society. Uh, so I guess you will not be out of work anytime soon. Uh, I love but, that. Yeah. And then also, we, I heard that you're soon going into a championship. Uh, was it kind of weightlifting something? 
Uh, it's a powerlifting. A lot of people. Um, Sorry, I said the same word all the time. Um, weightlifting is the same, but it's a little bit different. In powerlifting, you have uh, squat, bench, and uh, deadlift. I have competed in all these, but now I am only competing in bench press. So I competed in the European Championship uh, last year, came number two. And now I'm doing the nationals that I've done before. I have won that before. Uh, and now I'm trying to uh, to do uh, a heavier lift than I've done before. So it's going to be exciting. And also Ooh. I'm trying to qualify for the world championship. Wow, that's a goal uh, for you, I think. <laughs> Definitely an achievable goal. Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, yeah. It's now or never. I mean... I have nothing to lose. So just to make us uh, others uh, embarrassed, how much do you uh, want to lift them in this championship? Uh, it would be good to lift uh, without equipment, 75. And with equipment, I'm also going to do that. I've never done it before, but I just wow. have to try. And with equipment, um, 80, just to managed to do it because it's so much more technical and difficult with this yeah. I'm beginner in that actually yeah, but cool. I just have to try great I and I love that uh, spirit it seems like you're just like okay I want to do this let's try and let's win a championship so that's maybe the recipe uh, for everything in life uh, sign up to a championship and believe you can win and you can then do amazing stuff and learn yeah, a lot I mean, either you win or you learn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good uh, ending there, I think, uh, Len Alexandra. Uh, either you win uh, or you learn. It was such a pleasure to have you here today. And I uh, could explore all uh, the areas of your life for many hours. But uh, let's make it an end here. And thank you so much for joining us and being such an inspirational voice for people to follow their dreams. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, and thank you for having me. And thank you to all the listeners out there uh, to the videocast, A Regenerative Future, where we invite inspiring guests who all have in common that they act towards a better world for all of us. So until next time, see you and goodbye.